Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Let's let's dive right into this. This is a um, a wonderful time of of teaching, and we're going to be teaching, we're continuing to teach it about the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I mean, the Holy Spirit wants to lead us. Amen. And we're, we're called to be spirit-led believers. Not only um, should we be faithful followers of Jesus, but we're also called to be led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us and guide us every single day. And so <clears throat> let's go to our famous um, golden text. Um, we have from Romans 8 and Proverbs 20. So if you have that in your Bible, your smartphones, go, go over to Romans 8. Chapter 12, Romans chapter 8, verse 12. Romans chapter 8, verse 12. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. Romans chapter 8. Look at verses 12 through 17. I'm reading it out of English Standard Version. This is a familiar passage that we've been talking about over the last, I believe it's three or four weeks. Uh, how many know that repetition is the best teacher? So we need to hear stuff again and again and again and again. Even if you think you've heard this, you need to hear it again. Um, I still listen to sermons about how to be led by the Spirit from um, mainly Keith Moore and um, Dr. Kenneth E. Hagen. And so I listen to the sermons over and over and over again, and I make... D- put it in somebody else just to be diverse, but those are my main two that I listen to over and over about hearing from God. There's not a lot of people teaching about how to hear from God, and if they are, some people are teaching um, error. They're teaching in error, and they're teaching about looking for voices, but as Christians, we're not called to look for a voice, amen? We look to the guidance of the Lord. So Romans 8, and in this this series, um, I will say that in the, the small amount of years that I've been pastoring, I believe that I've taught this, if not every year, almost every other year. Amen. Just a different title and more revelation, but I've taught it, and I think it's, it's, it's needed. Um, there was a guy, and there is a guy, a pastor and his wife up in New York, and before 9-11 ever came, he began to teach about how to hear from God. And how, how, God, how to recognize the leadership of the Spirit. And many of the members of his church worked in the Twin Towers. And do you know that not one of their lives were taken? Because the Lord, because the Lord had him teach on it for a whole year. And, and, I, and I believe that as I share about the leadership of the Spirit that it will save your life, it will save you money, save you energy, save you time. And if you take heed to it, just not only, oh, that's a good message, but actually take it to heart and live it out, you'll be successful. Amen. Romans 8, 12 through 17. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh, but to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will what? die. But if you by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. What is that call? Who said that? Who said that? Mortification. Mortification. Amen. Mortification. For if, if by the Spirit, 
if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. It's called mortification. Verse 14. For all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. Um, that word sons simply means uh, maturing ones. Those who are maturing in the things of God. I don't know about you, but I want to mature in God. It's not enough to be born again. I mean, thank God that is the basis. But God expects us to grow up spiritually. We should come to a place that not only do we hear from God, but we also obey God. Yes. The, maturing, the maturing part of Christianity is not just hearing from God, because how many know that sinners hear from God? Yes. Unbelievers hear from God. Yes. And if, you, and if, you're, if you're, I've known some unbelievers. The Lord, let, I remember being at a job, and the Lord spoke to, through an unbeliever, about me leaving that job. He prophesied to me, didn't even know what he was doing. That enterprise. And he said, The Lord, Lord, I mean, it's just like he gave me the word of the Lord, but he was not living, he's not saved, he's not connected to God. But he, how many know you could, anybody could yield their self to God? Amen. And so um, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons or maturing ones of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery, a bondage to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Everybody say, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Abba, Father. He, he's Father to the believers. Amen. God is Father to the believer. He's God only to the world and judge, but he's believer. He is Father to the believer. Verse 16. The Spirit himself. Everybody say, himself. The Holy Spirit is a person. Holy Spirit is not an it. Somebody says, something told me. You know, no, 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 no don't, don't confess that. So, something told me is not, we, we, need to refer, we need to reverence the Holy Spirit. He told me. He led me. He spoke to me. He, he directed me. So the Holy Spirit is a person, and we need to honor him as a person. Amen? He's here today. He's with us today. Say, the Holy Spirit is with me. I look to him. To lead me every single day. Okay, so the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we're children, then heirs and heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him. So this scripture tells us that the number one way the Lord is going to lead us is through the inner witness. Everybody say the inner witness. The inner witness is how God leads us outside of the scriptures. We have the Bible. The Bible is God's word to all humanity. From Genesis to Revelation, God leads us and gives us the general will of God. But his spirit gives us the specific will of God. Do you know that his spirit was in the, the Holy Spirit was in the council of God with God the Father and God the Son. And they were discussing your, the plan that the Father has for you individually. And so the Holy Spirit knows the will of God for your life. And we need to connect with the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us and to direct us. The Holy Spirit knows what God has in mind when he created you. Just like the song that we sung, I know who I am. How do we know who we are? By knowing who God is. Um, John Calvin said this. To know God is to know yourself. To know yourself is to know God. And as we pursue God, God reveals to us and gives us our identity. Amen. So the number one way the Holy Spirit leads us is through the inner witness. Go to Proverbs 20. 
Proverbs 20. Your, your Bible should probably just fall on that. Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs 20. Proverbs 20. The Spirit, if you're ever in a hostile situation and, and you don't know what to do, look to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you in that situation. He'll lead you in distress. He'll, he'll lead you, I'm talking about in the midst of the distress, he'll lead you and guide you. So look to him. He'll lead you right out. Just like that situation I was in on Thursday night uh, when the guy called me an MF, I wanted to, my flesh wanted to go after him. And, and the old Dwayne said, y'all don't understand, the old Dwayne would have really probably killed him, for real. I would have been in prison. Y'all think I'm playing, but I had an anger problem growing up, a really, a real serious angry anger problem. And I, I, I would lose it. Um, at one point, I, I, my mom and my grandmother had to talk to me because I, I would just, that rage would just take over my life. And, and I, I just didn't care. I was just like, yo, you're going to die today. <laughs> he said, hey, today's your day. <laughs> and then pray for God to raise him up. And, <laughs> and so I was like, let me walk away. Oh, God, he doesn't know. And it just, it, it did something to me. I was like, oh, God, no. Oh, Jesus, help me. And I was like, let me walk away. And he just, I left him talking. And he's like, by September, you won't be here. I said, oh, man. And, 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 and see, the, the other part of me as a man of God, I said, well, by September, I could have pronounced some death on him, right? And I'm like, oh, let me, let me just stop because there's power in my words. There's one time a guy who, who, who decided to um, um, steal my identity. And he wanted to, um, so he opened up several accounts and, and credit cards and a phone in my name. And I told my wife, I said, and, and this is, I found out on a Thursday, and I said, by Monday, he will be in jail. She's like, how do you know that? <laughs> Mark my words. By Monday, he will be in jail. How many know that God makes good our word? Yeah, he does. He makes good his word, but when you walk with him, he makes good your word. He will not let your word go down to the ground. So by Monday, homeboy was in jail. <laughs> and they called me up to the bank and say, um, you know, and, and to explain, he had opened an account right next to my account and all this other stuff. I said, you, you can't mess with me. I, I'm telling you, you will go. I said, you, he going to jail. I was mad, angry. I said, God, what am I going to do? And, and I began to say, I said, and by Monday, he will be in jail. And, my, and, and I called my wife. I said, the bank just called me. The cops just got him. And they called me up to the, to the um, police station. Like, like I'm supposed to identify him because I didn't know who he was. And homeboy was in jail. And I'm telling you, there's power in your words. You don't have to wait for a prophet. And, I, and, and just like the scripture says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And I'm telling you, there, there's, and so I could have spoke some things. I'm men of God and women of God on the days of old, there's been people who have come against them and said certain things. And, they, and, and, and I, I'll never forget this. It was a, a, I've heard a story of a, a man of God who flowed in a lot of miracles. And he, and he said that, oh, you'll be blind for three days. And the guy was blind for three days. And I'm telling you, it's very careful. You need to be very careful of putting your mouth on men and women of God. Huh. And I, 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 did, I wasn't planning on saying any of this. But it's, it's important. It's important. Um, well, I don't, I don't believe that. Okay, you don't have to believe it. Just ask um, Miriam and um, Aaron. 
um, they put their mouth on Moses' what? Wife, right? <laughs> and, and, and leprosy came upon them. And so you, you, when, you, when a person stands in a certain office, it's important that you don't put your mouth on. You may not understand everything they do. You may not agree with everything they do. Um, but when God's power is on them and God's presence on and even if they're in a backslidden condition, um, the Bible tells us not to touch God's anointed. And, and, and I'm telling you, you, you just you got to be careful. Just be careful of not putting your mouth on certain people, well, people in general, but, you know, especially those who, who serve God in, in the office of ministry. So that was not in my notes. That's for somebody. Um, Proverbs 20. So I could have said some things. I chose not to. I said, you know what, let me. And, and I said, my wife, I said, I should have I took that opportunity to say, you know, the devil's influencing you. Um, I can help you cast the devil out of you. You know, the devil is influencing you. Anytime you cuss and use profanity, the enemy, you're speaking the language of the enemy. And I, I, can, I, can, I can deliver you um, by the grace of God. I remember forget, I was teaching a class, and this, this guy, he um, um, just had full of lust, just full of lust. And he's an older gentleman in his 50s, like mid, and these teenage girls, I say 19, 18, and he, he was telling, talking about sexual stuff with them, and um, I, didn't, I found out later, and, and um, he said, man, I got a problem, I got a, bless you, he said, he said, I got a problem, I got a problem, I said, yes, you do, <laughs> I said, and, and in the middle of the class, I said, um, I, you can get set free, I, I believe, and I, I didn't care, at that point, I was like, you know what, they're going to fire, if they, let them fire me, they fire me, whatever, I said, right now, we can lead you to Jesus, get you saved, get you filled with the Holy Spirit, and drive that lust devil out of you. <laughs> I said, I said, do you want to be delivered? He said, I, I do, I do. I said, and no lie, I said this in the class. I said, everybody stretch your hands towards this guy right now. And I said a prayer. I said, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'll open this guy's eyes. I pray that you'll set him free and, and set him free from this lustful devil. And, and, and Muslims and all was like, amen, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. Like, back in the day, I mean, I, I would, I mean, I was so radical. Like, when I dealt with Jehovah's Witnesses, I, I just jumped on them. Like, yo, let's, let's, let me cast the devil out of you. I mean, I know the ins and outs of deliverance. And, I mean, I just, like, that was the type of get you saved, get you set free if you need a devil's cast out. And, and I, I remember being in front of in, in Princeton University, and, and they, I was going for, to be a chaplain at, at the age of 17, and they were like, you know, all these people here, and I got up and I bound the spirit of Antichrist. Of course, of course, I didn't get the, that, that chaplain. <laughs> but I was just like, that, that's, that's who I am, you know. And, and, and I'm telling you that we have to walk in our authority as believers and not be afraid. If Jesus told us to cast out devils. When will we ever have an opportunity to cast them out? <laughs> out in, in the workplace, right? Come on, come on. Let's, 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 you know, you got a devil. You got something bothering you. Let me lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. Don't be afraid. And I'm not telling you to disrupt your workplace. Use some wisdom. But the Holy Ghost come upon you in it. <laughs> Just say, hey, hey, let, let, let me pray. Let me pray. I, I pray for managers who were diabolical, full of cancer, and prayed for them. And to this day, they're alive in front of a conference room full of um, lesbians and homosexuals and atheists and agnostics. and I just, you have to walk in boldness and not be afraid. Open your Bible. Some of us are afraid to even say our grace over our food at work 
But I'm telling you, it, it, in some workplaces, they should provide this because we live in an area of inclusiveness and, 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 and they provide prayer rooms for those who pray five times a day. And I never forget, I, I think that sometimes we should go in that prayer room and call on Jesus. Amen. Jesus! <laughs> you calling on Allah, I'm calling on Jesus. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I'm telling you, don't be afraid to step out and be bold in your faith. And I'm not afraid to talk to Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't hide behind the door. I say, yes, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian, too. I said, let me tell you about your religions. Charles Russell, who was 17, who, who took the King James Version up in a mountain and had a nightmare and wrote the Holy Scriptures. And in, 70, in the 70s, you, y'all prophesied that Jesus was coming back, and there was several molestation done with young people, young kids, back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So repent and get saved. You are under the influence of the Antichrist. <laughs> I'm telling you, that, that, they don't come to my house anymore. Um, they just like, stay away. This guy's crazy. He's going to cast the devil out and uh, so forth. All right, anyway, Proverbs 20, 27. Proverbs 20, that, those are side nuggets. And again, using wisdom, don't get fired from your job, <laughs> but be open. I, when I was a transporter at a hospital, I led many of my co-workers to the Lord, pulled them in the hallway, prayed for them to get born again, and prayed for them to speak in tongues. In the, in the little hallway. That's way before I was th- thinking about ministry. I was just doing what I felt like every Christian should be doing. All right, Proverbs 20, 27, let's go. The spirit of man is the what? Candle of the Lord, searching all the, his innermost parts. So God is going to lead us by our spirit. You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. Say, I am a spirit, I, live, I have a soul, and I live in a body. The real you is not what you dress up and take showers every day. The real you is your spirit man. You are a spirit. That's the part of you that's made in the likeness and image of Jesus Christ. So you are a spirit. You don't just have a spirit, you are a spirit. And when you become more aware uh, that the fact that you are a spirit, then the Holy Spirit will become more real to you. The Holy Spirit uses our spirits to enlighten us, to lead us, and to guide us, and to direct us. Holy Spirit does not necessarily speak to your emotions. And many people are emotion-driven. Many people are flesh lived. They live out of their flesh instead of living out of their spirit. We're supposed to be spirit-filled and spirit-led. Many believers are feeling-led instead of being-led. I, I feel led. <laughs> and like I've used this, uh, this little um, phrase, well, let me get some pencils so you can feel led. Well, I feel led to take the tithe and p- feed the poor. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, that Holy Spirit will never leave you outside of the scriptures. I feel led to leave my spouse. I feel led to cheat on my spouse. No, you feeling led. And, and, and many people are looking for a feeling. They're, they're driven by their feelings. How I many know we're not supposed to eat just because we feel like eating? Come on. Um, just because you feel like doing something doesn't mean you should do it. I mean, I'm saying this to people for you right now. Do not live your life based on your feelings. Your feelings will lead you to hell. Your feelings will lead you away from God. We're not to be led by our 
feelings. Your feelings is what the devil will use to destroy your life. He uses your feelings to get, get access to your life. I feel, I just feel, I just feel. I mean, so, you know, I just feel that, that they're the one. I just, I feel it. And you're still married to somebody else. No, 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 you don't feel, you, that, that, that's, that's the devil influencing. I, I, I feel like stealing today. I, I, I feel like lying. I, I, I feel, I, I don't feel like praising. Um, how many know you're supposed to praise him when you feel like it and when you don't? I don't feel like reading the Bible today. I, 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 just, I just don't feel like speaking the word. I don't feel like speaking in tongues. I, I just, feelings. Feelings are real, but we're not to live by them. They inform us, but we're not to li- Feelings are just feelings. That's what they are. And if the devil can keep you in the realm of feelings, you'll, you'll, you'll be defeated every time. I don't feel like witnessing. There's a young man I'm witnessing to at the job. When he comes around, it's always at a time that I don't feel like witnessing to him. I mean, it's in the middle of the night. I'm tired. I'm trying to stay up. I'm trying to pray in tongues eight hours. And, and this guy was like, hey, tell me about Jesus. Ah, tell me why you don't cuss. Ah, tell me why you don't have sex before marriage outside of covenant. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, Lord. And, and I, I don't feel like answering all his questions. But I will. I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I talk to him like, you know, and he's just, you know, I just don't use profanity. And then just on, on Thursday night into Friday, um, I had a guy that I'm witnessing to. I've been witnessing to him for some time. And um, he's supposed to be coming to church, him and his girlfriend soon. And he said, why don't you smoke marijuana? And I said, I just... I, <laughs> I'm like, really? Am I having this conversation? Like, like I was tempted with marijuana at three or four, I remember. I'm like, it's, you're not going to get me now. Well, God created it. Uh, you know, it's like, well, God created a snake. You're going to eat the snake? I mean, well, maybe some people will. I mean, I just, and, and he just was asking me questions about marijuana. And, and if I didn't create it, God created it, so we're supposed to use it. I'm like, come on, really? Um, and so, so we, you don't live your life based on your feelings. So you sit there. I sat there, and I, I not sat, but I worked and talked to the guy consistently about, you know, answering his questions about the hope that I have. Uh, you, you know, you don't live your life based on feelings. We're supposed to live by, based on our faith. Our faith tells us to witness. Our faith tells us to pray. Our faith tells us to, to read the word. Our faith tells us to live right. Our faith, our, 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 we're, we're to govern our lives by our faith. Amen? We're to govern our lives by our faith and not by, based on our feelings. I know um, Drake has a song called In Your Feelings. And I, I, I think some people just stay there. They live in that realm. And the, that's the realm that the devil gets them every time because they get offended and they stay in their feelings. Listen, you're, I get offended all the time. You know what I'm saying? People disregard my faith or, or say something to me. And, but you can't live in a place of offense. You know, some people get their feelings hurt. You know, okay, uh, my feelings are hurt. Do you leave your spouse because she hurt, they hurt your feelings? Well, you'll leave the next day. <laughs> After you say I do, that night you'll leave. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. Your breath stinks. What? 
You hurt my feelings. Let me leave. I'm, I, I want a divorce. <laughs> you know, some people are like that. They, get, they have a couple, couple kids, and the kids hurt their feelings. Well, Daddy, you can't sing. I hear that often. <laughs> it's like, Daddy, you fat. Where's your six-pack? I'm like, oh, oh, I'm working on it. <laughs> that jacket you have on is too tight. It is. <laughs> but, you know, you live your life. Like, hey. I mean, and, and, and ben, when my wife and I, we, we wanted to be very honest when we first got married. And, and so when she cooked a meal that wasn't good, I said, this is horrible. Honestly, we have those conversations. This is horrible. And, and one time, my former pastor and his former wife came to the church, to the house, to the little apartment, and she wanted to create something new and, and fresh. I said, this is not the time. We're trying to impress these people. This is my boss and my pastor. Do not serve. And she decided to serve something that I, I've been bragging about your cooking, and you decided to cook something that you wanted to try out on them. And she did, and it fell flat, and I was like, this is horrible. It's horrible. And they never been back. They never came back after that. <laughs> they said, you remember that time? <laughs> and so you just have to be honest and open. And so I just tell her, I was like, hey, this is horrible. She, she, so she, every, 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 every meal, she's like, so how does it taste? It's, it's all right. <laughs> how was the sermon? Horrible. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but if you live on your, based on your feelings, you'll never be successful. You'll stay in the realm of defeat. As Christians, you got to develop thick skin. And you got to be willing to have people tell you things that, that you don't want to hear. You need godly people around you to tell you things you don't want to hear and be honest with you. How I many know you need some truth tellers in your life, people to tell you the truth? If you're the only person telling yourself the truth, you're in trouble. Your circle is, is really influenced um, from the world. You need, to, you need people to tell you the truth. When there's a booger in your nose, when your breath stinks, or when you're not together, or when you did a presentation, or that paper that was horrible, you need, to, you need people to tell you the truth. Or you're horrible with money, so let, you need to get some help. Or you need, you need other outside of people. And God uses these people to help us to walk the walk. And the multitudes of counselor, there's safety. And so you, you get the thoughts from godly men and women to help you to walk. Amen. So I want to share with you, there's a couple of questions that came up this week concerning, um, I talked about God will lead you to uh, a closed door and God will lead you to, uh, 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 God will close the door or lead you away from an open door. And so the question came up was, so a couple of questions I got, uh, text the other day, and then I talked to my brother over here the other day. I, 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 God, okay, so what, what I'm saying is that God does not lead ex, through external circumstances. You don't know. It's not God because a door is open. And it's not God. It's not God. I, I say, it's not necessarily not God because a door is closed. It doesn't mean, when a door is open, doesn't mean that it is God. And if a door is closed, it doesn't mean that it's not God. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes if you go apply for a, a, a loan and they deny you the loan, doesn't necessarily mean that, I guess it's God's will for me to, not, to have the loan. If you live in that state, you'll never, you'll never progress. What if our, some of our um, ancestors who, who fought against, and, and forefathers who fought against racism or the civil rights movement and, and, they, and they stood up, well, according to, you know, the circumstances, I guess it's my lot in life to be a slave. 
right? But they decided to say, no, 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 no. This is not God's will. They st- and so I'm saying to you, do not base your life based on external circumstances. Yes. It, 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 like you can't go, well, God, I got approved from the, for this, this um, finance for this car. Does that mean that it's God's will? Yes. You know, I think sometimes we, sh- we sell ourselves short because we go on the, the first thing that opens. Mm-hmm. Or just because a job opportunity came your way doesn't necessarily mean it's God. God will lead you to a door that is closed and then turn around and expect you to use your faith to open that door and the guy opens that door. So don't, just because, you, you know, you, it's like this. Just because someone is mean and, and, and mean spirit and the Lord leads you to witness to them and they don't want to hear about it, the Lord may lead you later on that month or that year to be there for them. Never forget this big, tall dude, drug dealer. Um, he, he, for some reason, I, I would witness it to him. I would witness it to him, and he just would not listen. And, and so I just, like, oh, let me just back off. And then one day, everybody say one day. One day. He came to me like Nicodemus at night, and he, sa- he says, I'm a 5 percenter. I don't care. Jesus is 100 percent, right? Um, let, let, let me, uh, can you pray for me? And I prayed for him. Um, can you pray with me? And that opened a door, but if I went based on the external, the external says he's not ready to be evangelized. Well, because I was consistent <laughs> and I kept sharing the word of God with him, that one day God opened up his heart and I was able to fully witness to him. Amen. And I'm telling you, God will lead you to close doors. Okay, let's go to a scripture, Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. Are you getting anything out of this? All that I shared was not in my notes. I was like, oh, man, I never get to my notes. Revelation chapter 3, that doesn't mean that I'm going to keep keep you here till till midnight. Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. It says, this is Jesus speaking. This is the Lord speaking. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open what? Door. Door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have little power. And, you have, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. So here Jesus says, I, I, I have opened a door for you. So that statement is that God opens doors or, or we're not to be led by open doors doesn't mean that God doesn't open or close doors. The Bible says he opens doors and no man can close and he'll close doors and no man can open. But at the same token, you're not to be led by those by doors. You're not to be led by needs. Amen. And just because there's a need doesn't mean that you have to fulfill it. Just because there is an opportunity doesn't mean you have to take it. Right? We're not to be led by opportunities. Are you with me? Opportunities, you got to learn the power of no. You got to know who you are, know your purpose. And because you know your purpose, if it's not in sync with your purpose, you say no to it. No, I, 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 I won't do that. There's many people who say, can you be on my board? Can you do this? Can you, can you? And I'm like, no, it's just taking me away. It's taking me away from my purpose. And so don't be led by open or closed doors. Yes. Be led by the Spirit. And the Lord has led you. If God has opened the door, that same God that opened the door will lead you internally and let you know if that's a door of his. 
Are you with me? All right. So let's let's dive into um, talking about that we are spirit beings a little bit, and then um, we'll close it out. So God leads us by our inner witness. The more aware that I am a, a spirit, the more aware that I am of the presence of God and the Holy Spirit leading me. He leads me by my spirit. He does not lead me through my mind, right? He does not lead me through my body. He does not lead me through my soulish realm, but he leads me by my, by his, by my spirit. The Holy Spirit in my spirit lets me know. Sometimes uh, when, when I share wisdom with people and they don't receive it, Recently, I shared a wisdom with a young man, and I, I spent like two hours sharing wisdom with him. And this wisdom was coming from heaven. It was coming from the inside of me. And as I was sharing it, I realized he wasn't receiving it. He was saying everything that he thought I wanted to hear. By the way, I hate that. I, I really hate that with a passion. Don't talk religious talk to me because you think that's what I want to hear. Right? You, don't you hate when people do that to you? Um, you know, Jesus is Lord, and yet you don't even believe it, or, you know, that, that Donnie McClellan is good, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, I mean, it's like the world goes right to Donnie, like, that's the holy gospel artist you know, right? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, and Kurt Franklin. And so, <laughs> so I'm sharing wisdom with this young man, and I realize this, he's not receiving it. He's telling me everything, oh, yeah, that's good, I receive that, yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes and does the opposite. Um. I'm telling you that the Lord will lead you and guide you by your spirit. And there are times that you know whether someone's receiving something from you. When you're witnessing to somebody, they may not have an external expression of their, they're listening to you, but internally they are. And the Bible says that Jesus knew their thoughts. He knew that the thoughts of the people around them. And God will let you know the people's thoughts as you share the word with them. Amen. So we are spirit beings, and we possess a soul, and we live in a body. And so God, the Holy Spirit, lives within our spirits. He li- he's da- so if, God, if they're not listening to me giving wisdom, and they're not listening to the Holy Spirit on inside, what makes me think that they're listening to me when they don't listen to the Holy Spirit inside of them? Right? The, if they are walking with God and the Holy Spirit inside of them, and, and, and you see, sometimes as, as believers, as we see other believers and we need each other, as we see a person's life, sometimes we see the error of their ways. Have you ever seen somebody going down the wrong direction and, you, and you're trying to figure out, do I share this with them or do I not? Religious says, share it, share it with them. Sometimes you just have to be quiet and don't share it because they're not going to listen to you. It's, you're casting your pearls before swine. You know, sometimes you just don't share stuff with people. You know, you know that they're heading in the wrong direction. And yet you just you want to say something. And in the past, you've said something. This is like you're wasting your breath and wasting your time. And sometimes God will lead us not to share stuff with them to help a person. I, I hate when people say this. They'll say this. They say, oh, um, God always um, if you ever if you ever see anything in my life. If you ever see anything in my life, I want you to speak into my life. Have, have anybody ever told you that? Tell me. And most of the time, my experience is when somebody says that, they don't really mean that. Because when you tell them the truth, then they all offend it and they don't want nothing to do with you. 
<laughs> I, I'm telling you from, from experience, people say, oh, Petey, if you, if you ever see anything in my life that isn't right, I, I give you permission to speak, into, to speak to me, um, challenge me on it. And nine out of ten, really ten out of ten, they don't really mean that. At that moment, they meant that. But when I go to say something to them about what I see, then all of a sudden, they, oh, what are you talking about? I don't believe that. No, no, no. And they get offended. So we have to be led when to share wisdom and truth and when not to. So there is a, yes, I'm a truth teller. And yes, you need to tell the truth. But there is a timing and there's wisdom when to share the truth. I mean, I may know there's a truth about something in your life that isn't right, but if I share it at the wrong time, you, you're, not recept, you're not open to receive it. So God will lead me to share that truth when it's right. Are, are you with me? Oh, man, that, that's a, that, that, that wasn't in my notes. But I, I think that we need to learn, just look to the Lord about everything. It's not always, you got people who always... One side, they're always merciful, always in love. Like, oh, yeah, I just love them, so I'm afraid to say anything. Then you got the people on the other extremes. Like, I'm going to tell them the truth. I'm 100. I'm 100. No one's 100, number one, but God, <laughs> right? I mean, when people say that, I'm real. I'm just real. Yeah, real carnal, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I don't even like that. When people have to tell me that they're real, that means that they're not real. All right, don't tell me you're real. Like, if you're really real, I know that you're real. Like, everybody around you know you're real. But oh, I just got I just got to tell them like it is. I got to give them a piece of my mind. No, don't give them a piece of your mind. Give them a piece of Christ's mind. Don't give them. Like, I think sometimes, oh, I just want to tell the truth. I got to tell the truth. I, you know, let, 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 me, let me just tell them like it is. Well, it's not always wisdom, and it's not always God for you to tell it like it is. Sometimes the, the love of God says, you know what, hold up. And these people who are just always, you know, I just don't want to hurt their feelings. You know, they need, you know, Lord wants to lead them and strengthen them to go ahead and tell the truth when they don't want. I, I, I never, I've had this on two occasions where I've shared with two, two um, these two people that were real close with me. And one was, one was really, really, really close to me. And, and I was nervous because I didn't want to tell him what I was sensing. He, was, he wanted to get married. He just had to get him here. I got to get him here. And in my heart, I knew he was making a, a mistake right then and there. Like, I knew that as he walked down that path. And I did not want to tell him. I said, Lord, you're just going to have to reveal it to him. I'm just going to pray for him. And the Lord put it on my heart to go to him and to talk to him about it. And I did. And how do you think things went, panned out? It was horrible. It went sour. And so I said, man, I, I, you know I love you as a brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you really shouldn't get married right now. Finish school and then get married. I wasn't even telling them not to marry the person they were in. I said, just finish school. Oh, you're the only person. Hey, my mom, my dad, they all, they all for me to get married to this girl. You're the only person. You're the only person in my circle who told me that this is not God. I said, well, well I said, man, I, I, like, you, you got to understand, like, I, I'm, I cons I'm concerned about, for you. Everybody else said it's God, but you're the only person. You're just jealous. You're just mad. I said, okay, okay, all right. And so I left. He said, I'm going back to school. I, about a year later, I'll go back to school, and I'll finish it up. I said, okay. 
And a year or so later, he never went back to school. And 10, 15 years later, he never went back to school. And I, and I just, I, I had the impression. So sometimes when you have an impression to say something to somebody, it's not always for you to say it right then and there. And sometimes you got to get the timing of God. And sometimes when you hear from God, we, got, we can't misinterpret what God is saying. You know, God can say, well, I want you to quit your job because I, I, I'm calling you to do something else. Well, you got to not only get the what of God, but the when of God. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can, it could be God for you to go into ministry, but it could be God like 10 years later. Right? I mean, it may be God for you to start that business, but it may not be God for you to start that business tomorrow. And sometimes what it is is we get so excited, we hear something, we get an idea, and we move on it. And then we, fell flat, fall, we fall flat on our face, and then we look at God. What happened, God? You spoke to me. Yeah, he spoke to you, but he also need, you need his wisdom and when. It's not just hearing from God. It's having the, the, getting the strategies of God, getting the wisdom of God, when to step out, when to go to school, when to pursue that Ph.D., when to pursue that bachelor's, when to um, have a family, when to get married. Come on. When to leave that job? Yes, it's God's will for you to leave that job, just like it's God's will for me to leave my job now, but I'm not going to leave it tomorrow. You don't understand that, right? <laughs> I mean, it will be ignorant, it will be unwise for me to step out and leave my job. This is, no, it's, it's, it's hearing from God and the, the, the time of manifestation. And, so, and sometimes you have silent years where God is building up your character. I'm called to be a, a business person. Okay, so how do you do, how do you deal with your appetite for power? So God will test you during that time of wilderness. Oh, you just want to be a boss so that you can be a boss. Or you want that PhD so everybody can call you doctor. Uh, uh, everybody, oh, everybody else around you is writing that book, and now all of a sudden you feel impressed with God to write that book when God's been dealing with you 15 years to write that book. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 it's the timing. So you can hear from God, and it can be you need to seek the timing. The timing is not always just because God speak right now doesn't mean that you're supposed to do it right now. Amen. That just set somebody free right there. Jesus says, I'm coming back. <laughs> it's been 2,000 years, and we're still holding on to that promise that he's coming back. So just because it's God today, right, doesn't mean that you need to move on it today. Sometimes God places in things in your heart for years later down the, down the road. It's in my heart to go to every nation, but it may not be God's will for me to go now. It may be in my heart to record that song, but it may not be the wisdom of God or the timing of God. Right? I got to trust his timing just like I got to trust his word. And sometimes our ambitions and our desires get ahead of God's will. In the process of time, in, in, in the due process of time, God will lead you. And sometimes people talk about trusting the process. I, I like to reverse that, trust the God of the process. Not the process itself, because the process could kill you. <laughs> I'm preaching better. You said amen. And so you got to trust God about the timing. It's not always now. I mean, just because you heard from God doesn't mean, and, and, and sometimes when God speaks to you about other people, it doesn't mean that you have to share it right then and there. And sometimes we, we get anxious. Oh, let me just tell you this. Oh, the Lord just told me to tell you this. I'm like, huh? Okay. 
don't know. Did, did that help anybody? Yes. It's the timing. It's when. When. So, so just because God spoke to you doesn't mean you move on it now. It doesn't mean you move on it now. Sometimes you just got to wait. It's that waiting process. Oh God, when I say God spoke to you, it could be just a desire. Um, I hope you're not moving on every desire that, you, that comes to you. Right? Something comes to your mind, oh, I got to do it. Or I'll give you an example, um, we, some people are moved by sales. So things are on sale, oh, I got to get it now. Well, it's designed to make you move right now, to buy that. And all they did is they really mocked it up and they put it down like 10%, but it's really what you were going to pay the original price anyway. So they just marked it really up high and said 10% off of that. And we as consumers, oh, yeah, let me buy it. It's on sale. In actuality, it was, it was really higher. And so you're really paying the original price anyway, and yet you got duped into to the sales. And that's how it is with life and, 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 and desires and dreams. Um, just because it's a dream doesn't mean that you have to step out on it right now. Just because there's a call doesn't mean that you, a lot of people come, oh, I got a call, I got a call. I mean, I got an uncle that gets high, and he, he, he can preach the Bible. When he's high, he can preach the Bible better than anybody I know, including Bishop Jakes. He can preach the Bible. He can preach, and let me tell you, when he's not high, he's stuttering. Hey, Dwayne. But when he's high, he preaches and speaks so clear. Uh, Jesus loves you, and he prophesies. I'm like, what in the world is this? Don't ask me any questions. What, how that's happened? I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't. I didn't even seek the Lord. I was like, that is some crazy stuff. He always. I got a call. I got a call. I got a call, nephew. Nephew. I got a call. I got a call. And you've been having a call since 30 years ago. When I was a little boy, you had a call. You had a call. It's not enough to have a call. The call does not qualify you. Mm. It's the preparation. It's the training. It's your character that qualifies you to fulfill the call. Oh, hallelujah. Man, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A lot of people declaring that they have a call, but it's, it's what you do in the process between the call and the, and the fulfillment of that call or the assignment of the call. Don't rush just because you got the call. Take your time. The longer it takes, the better off you are. Because God can put a lot more in you. And your gift can, I heard Joyce Myers and Bishop Jake say this, your gift can take you where your, where your character can keep you. So you can get out there and start that business, and yet you don't even have the character of an entrepreneur, a godly entrepreneur. Now you're scheming. Now you're, trying, you're looking for ways to, to push your business, and now the kingdom agenda is pushed aside. You know, um, I'm dealing with a man now who's paralyzed, and, and, and he, he's been believing God for healing. Healing, I want miracles, miracles. I said, so why do you want to be healed? And he said, I just, I, I want to, you know, have a woman, and I want to I wanna be able to play with my grandkids and, 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 and do things. And those are noble things, right? But, but the real heart of the matter is, like, I, want, I want to do God's will. It should be the base of your healing. And I'm trying to convince them, say, listen, don't, don't idolize the healing and miss the healer. 
We idolize the one who calls us. I mean, we, we idolize the call. We idolize the business. We idolize the children, the marriage. And not realizing is we're really supposed to put God, come and take your place as we sung. All right, let me give you some practical. Um, let me give you one more scripture. I usually have 100 scriptures. So I'm going to give you this scripture right here. Go with me to um, Psalm Psalm. 73, Psalm 73, Psalm 73. You, you got anything out of this today? Yes. 73, let's go Psalm 73, verse 24. You guide me. You guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you receive me to glory. It is God's will. You guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you receive me to glory. It is God's will to guide us all the way up to glory. Amen. He wants to lead us and guide us all the way up to glory, to our death. And to the day that we die, God is after leading us and guiding us. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And so we should look to the Lord. So let me give you some warnings about seeking the leadership of the Spirit. One, don't seek to hear the voice of God. Don't seek to hear the voice of God. I know that sounds crazy, like, what, what, what do you mean? Because God never promised to lead us by a voice. He to promised to lead us by his spirit. And the way his spirit leads us is, number one, through the inner witness. So there are many voices in the world. None of them are not without importance. And so we're not to seek the voice of God. We're to seek the guidance of God. I warn you, do not pray for the, the, the voice of God. I want to hear your voice. I want to, I, you know, I, I remember just being a teenager. Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. Oh, God, if I could only hear from you, what do you want me to do? Speak to me. Speak to me, Jesus. Speak to me. And I'll play the little Dunham McClurk and um, prod song. Speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. Oh, God. Speak to, speak to me. Speak to me. And I just, on the inside, read the Bible. <laughs> read the Bible. <laughs> read the Bible. <laughs> read the Bible. <laughs> Sometimes we're looking for the spectacular but missing the supernatural. We're looking for the external. We're looking for a sign and a wonder when God is leading us from the inside out. Do not seek the voice of God. Seek the wisdom of God. Seek the word of God. Seek the guidance of God. Don't go around here looking for voices. And when you see those prophets speaking, the Lord leading them, and they speaking, the voice of the Lord came to me, it may be God. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. But I'm telling you, when they're day to day, they do not hear, a prophet does not hear God's voice like he does when he steps in that office, stand in that office. I can minister to, minister to people, and I can hear clearly what to say to them. But when, when I'm not ministering under that anointing, I do not hear like that. That prophet who hears clearly, who prophesies clearly the word of the Lord, does not hear the voice of God day by day like that. Yes, amen. He has to be led by the Spirit like he, we're led by the Spirit. And sometimes people get caught up in the prophet. The prophet does not know everything. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, the prophet doesn't know. Prophet got, the prophets got flaws. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not like, oh, they, so they must be really hearing God and God, and they got the music on. They can have all the music on and cuss in a minute. I'm telling you, it just, that doesn't qualify them to be spiritual because they're called a walk in the office of a prophet. I'm not amazed. I'm not like, oh, oh they, they just read my mail. 
Well, if you pray and read the word, the word will read your mail. <laughs> the word will tell you when you're wrong. The Holy Spirit on this side, don't be moved by prophecies. I'm a man. I believe in prophecy, so don't go around like he don't believe in prophecy. But don't be led by it. Okay, thank you. You just confirmed what God spoke to me when I was two. All right, thank you. God wants you to be wealthy. Okay, yeah, that's scripture. All right, what else? Oh, God said he's going to protect, bless your kids. Okay, bless it. You know, my seed shall be mighty on the earth. Okay. I mean, like, people are in love with the prophetic. And now we, I'm going to get on. Oh, now we got prophetic worship. And, oh, and sometimes it's not just, it's not prophetic. It's, there's nothing prophetic about it. It's just that people are just ad-libbing. And everybody gets excited over the ad-libs and thinking it's prophetic. If you're musically inclined, you can ad-lib to a song, and then that, the prophetic has nothing to do with it. And it could be a song that is not that that doesn't make sense and it could be prophetic. <laughs> you do understand that, right? And so people now it's a prophetic move. Everything is apostolic and everybody's an apostle and everybody's a, a prophet and, and, and we, we're moving in what we see that's what God said back then, but we he's doing a new thing. He's do, he's speaking okay. Really the new thing is the old thing spoken in a new generation. It's nothing new to him, it's it's just something old to a new generation. I'm sorry. I, that's just my soap thing. I mean, me and Courtney talk about it. We talked about it for 20 years. But I'm telling you, we, we, we got to get back to what the Bible actually says. And these people thinking that they're hearing God. In actuality, they're not hearing God. They're looking for the spectacular but missing the supernatural. And I'm telling you, don't seek to hear the voice of God. Uh, and, and the second part is don't look for the spectacular and miss the supernatural. Don't look for the spectacular and miss the supernatural. Sometimes people are looking for the spectacular. They're looking for a shake. They're looking for a move. They're looking for their hairs to stand up. I'm telling you, you can be in the presence of God and your hair can stand straight up. I've been there, done that. And I also been heard Whitney Houston and my hair stood straight up. <laughs> you, do, you do understand. You can hear old Michael Jackson tapes or YouTube and your hair stands straight up like whoa. I'm it, it don't be moved by your emotions. I'm not telling you not to be emotional or expressive, but don't live in that realm of your emotions. Amen. Your emotions will get you divorced, your emotions give you get you broke, your emotions get you kicked out of school, your emotions get you evicted. Come on. And you're not to say everything that comes to your mind. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's God. Mm-hmm. The next one, don't be led alone. Don't be led alone. If you think you heard from God, you don't have to hide in the darkness and not tell anybody. The, you should tell your spouse, and you should tell your spiritual leaders. Hey, I, this, this is what I'm sensing. Is this right? You know, what do you think? And that spiritual leader may not know the answer, but they can pray with you so that clear, clarity could come. Are you with me? Don't just look for your spiritual leaders to tell you what to do. People come and say, what do you think I should do? <laughs> no, I'm not falling into that trap. Because if I tell you what to do and you fail, you're going to look to me and blame me. If I tell you what to do and you're successful, you're going to look to me and praise me. So I'm not telling you nothing. I don't necessarily tell people what I think they should do. Now, there's a couple of people that I've told, I don't think you should marry this person or I don't think you should go that direction. That's because at the prompting of the Lord, I was led to do that. But I, I did it with great fear and trembling. And I said, I, I, 
And I didn't put it like the Lord told me to tell you not to marry that person. I, no, that's control, manipulation. I said, I think you should really, really consider this may not be the one for you. So don't be afraid. Most people I don't tell. Even if I sense that, I'm like, oh, Lord, they'll work it out. <laughs> I don't always tell you what, I, what I'm sensing. Right? Because I, I test what I'm sensing. Is it really God, or is it just me, or is this my emotions? Because how I many know there's a thin line between the uh, the spirit and the soul, and you can you can you can tap into witchcraft prayers and witchcraft prophecy, and you prophesying out of your soul, and you just trying to control somebody's life. And so I'm very careful. I I what you know you shouldn't say. What do you think? Or can you pray with me? Um, can, can, we, can we fast together? Can we think it through? Can we look at scriptures? That's one way to do it instead of me telling you, you know, don't always, you know, sometimes people go to a prophet for everything. They go to a prophet or their pastor or their spiritual leaders or their mentors. I, I, I need, I, I, speak to me. Just tell me what to do. You tell me not to do it. I won't do it. Well, that's, that's a dangerous place to be. That's how you submit to a cult cult leaders, right? They lead you to drink um, Kool-Aid, right? <laughs> Don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> now, we go to a church as a church, and they offer her some Kool-Aid. I'm not saying not to drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, let me just give you a little example of what I do. I learned this a long time ago from my spiritual mom. So when, whenever you go out and minister, and you're ministering, um, sometimes um, you just need to look to the Lord and don't always eat what pe- was, was presented to you. Because um, sometimes, down, especially down south, they, they will give you, they will put some stuff in your food. And I know we could eat, no, you know, no harm should come us. And so my spiritual mom used to do this. We'd go out, and I was a teenage boy. I was a little catcher. I would catch, you know, power God would be all over. People get healed, miracles, tumors shrinking. And, and so I, 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 as, a, as a teenage boy, I, I was a preteen, actually. I was hungry. I was like, oh, them chicken, you know, church chicken is really good. So I'm like eating the church chicken, and, 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 and I'm noticing her. She's not eating, and, 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 and she's taking her fork, and she's moving her fork back and forth as if she's eating. And I said, well, why did you do that? She said, because, one, I sensed the Lord leading me not to eat that because I believe somebody put something. And, two, I saw somebody, they, t- they took that plate, and they took it in the back. And I was like, oh, she said, sometimes when you go ministering, don't eat all everything that's set before you. Because people, especially down south, sometimes people put stuff on you. And my, my, my grandmother said one time some lady brought her some spaghetti, and she took the spaghetti after the lady left and threw it outside, and it, it like burnt a hole in the grass. I said, oh, my. She told me that before she died. It's like, so be careful what you eat. You know, don't be led by your stomach. Don't make your belly your God. Now, y'all don't go around like not turning out food. If, I mean, you got, you got to be prompted by the Lord. Amen. Be led. Okay, last one. Don't, be, don't look for anything um, that is contrary to the Bible or outside of the Bible. So if it's not consistent with the Bible, it's not the Lord leading you. It's not the Lord leading you. Father, I do thank you for this opportunity. Um, I pray that your people will grow in their leadership of the Spirit. May they recognize the inner witness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.